0: All right. So today I have Andrew Helms on the line and he is the Chief Wizard and Founder over at FeralFlix. Flicks. Uh, Andrew, welcome to the show. Aloha. Thanks for having me. So I'm excited to get more into what you're doing over at Feral Flicks and how you're helping your clients. Um but before we do that, let's get a little bit more into
1: your background. So how'd you get started in your career? Yeah, it's been a it's been a very long and winding road to get to where I am today and it's it's completely one of those stories where as we're going through it, you're, you're kind of going, wait a minute, what's going on here? Why am I doing this? <laughs> okay, let's, let's switch and start doing this. And then you don't quite realize that you're picking up all these skills and these experiences that are ultimately going to lead you to something that you just kind of have that wow or that aha moment in your life where you, where you finally establish, oh, that's the thing I'm good at. That's where I have some strengths. And so the journey for me, the background was really – you know, I think at the core, I've always loved storytelling. It's been, you know, the thing I did when I was younger, you know, when people weren't paying me. Um, this was me reading, you know, authors books that I really loved and rewriting them with my endings, because I thought I could write a book better than Stephen King, apparently. <laughs> and then I then I went to college and learned very quickly that wasn't true. And um, I wasn't really that great of a writer. And so I, I spent four years in my undergrad getting torn to shreds. But I had no no you know, my hand had never really touched any sort of multimedia development or anything like that. So I didn't really realize there was other ways to tell stories, to be honest, um, other than writing. Like I didn't even I don't I don't think even put two and two together as far as, hey, that's the that's a movie, right? That's a story. Somebody had to write that story and put it in there and, and make it happen. And so I, I kind of lucked into my first role in, in multimedia development because I was in college and I was interning at a studio and I was just being, I was project managing basically and the project with Audible ran out and they really liked me and then to keep me on and so they decided, hey, we're going to teach you audio engineering. And so that was the first taste I had of multimedia and then it, it just kind of evolved from there. Every new role I went to, I was picking up something new as far as you know, graphic design, visual design, animation all of that to eventually, you know, getting the business experience, so working as a consultant um, in the financial management, wealth management space. And, And then I started to be able to tie everything together to say, okay, storytelling, multimedia development, all of that plus business. Now I've got my own business, right? Like now it all made sense looking back, even though, you know, it felt so disconnected from each other as I was going through it. Well, wow, I love
0: that story and it all grew so it just grew organically, like you said. You you're 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 picking up skill set by skill set and then you picked up the business piece and then you're like, Oh, okay, now I should start a business. I love it. It's a great story. Um so speaking of stories, right? Uh so that being said, Andrew, there's some people that are, you know, going through their story and they're a little bit further behind. Maybe they're just graduating college and they're not, they haven't, they haven't been able to, you know, connect those dots going back to, as they say, as, as of this point. What kind of advice would you give uh, to that new entrepreneur and or just college grad that's out there trying to find their way and they're going through some of these pivots um, that you, you initially experienced?
1: I think one of the, the biggest mistakes Maybe not even a mistake. Actually, it's kind of interesting to call it a mistake, but I think one of the biggest mistakes is that new entrepreneurs don't want to make mistakes, right? They want to come out of the gate, and they want people to respect them and value what they have to say and to treat them like a real business. And so what they do is they end up really not being authentic to themselves, right? And and there's a lot of ways that they do this. They take on the clients that are completely wrong for them because they need the money, right, or they need, they just need somebody to come up and say, hey, I'm going to invest in your your business by, you know, being a client and, you know, other ways that they, you know, do themselves a disservice by being um, unauthentic is just in the way that they talk about themselves, right? So, you know, you know, maybe like a solo entrepreneur, an easy way to see this is they describe everything that their company does is like, we, we do this, we do that. Instead of just saying, you know, I I am the face of this, right? I do this, and so they have an actual team with them and and partnering with them. But I think the more you can be true to who you are and the journey that you're on, the more you're going to be open to making those mistakes and having the failures and being way more open and and cognizant of the fact that you are going to make mistakes, and then you can reflect on them, and then you can make better decisions in the future. So for me, it's it's always about being authentic. And, you know, a couple other quick ones is collaborate in in every aspect that you can possibly think of to collaborate in. Some of my greatest successes have been because I went out and partnered with somebody else. And, you know, sometimes things don't work out. You know, when you're making an omelette, you're going to crack a lot of eggs. You're going to figure out who you like working with, who do you like partnering with, and who do you not like to partner with. And sometimes it's not as easy as saying, here are the signifiers it's like you actually have to experience it. you have to go out and do that to realize even though somebody may say hey if you, you partner with somebody like this this could be a bad thing that happens if you haven't experienced it for yourself you're not going to really take that lesson to heart and it could cause you bigger troubles in the future so just be more willing to make mistakes and fail, and fail especially at the beginning of entrepreneurship I mean those first two years that's what they're for they're there for you to fail and fail and fail until you figure out what worked, and then you, you know, get behind that and push it even further. That's awesome. Um, let's uh, let's switch it up
0: a bit, Andrew. I want to get into what you're doing over at Feral Uh So first, tell me a little bit more about the business, please.
1: Yeah, so, you know, first and foremost, I think video – I think it's obvious. I, I, I always feel a little ridiculous actually now telling people how powerful video is because, you know, I, I feel like everybody's been preaching this, so I won't hit on it too much other than to say video legitimately changed the world changes the world all the time, right? We see it in the news and politics and social change and just things that we wouldn't have been aware of in the past, you know? anything that you could think of from the last year that was a hot sensitive topic, there was video content galore around it, whether it's video being captured of the event itself or it's video responses to it. It just, it has made the world a lot smaller and it makes it so that, you know, you can run a business doing just about damn near anything because you're going to be able to find the audience today because you have video as a tool. You didn't have that, you know, 15, 20 years ago, at least not, you know, the entrepreneurs didn't have that, right? You know, maybe these big companies were advertising on TV had that. So now we basically have the power that used to be in Hollywood studios only, the power that used to only be available if you had, you know, a quarter of a million dollars to spend to go out and actually reach somebody. Now you have the power to do that. And most people have a phone in their pocket and they just pull it out and I record a video and start doing that. So knowing that power, knowing all of the skills I've gained throughout my career so far, I knew that I love storytelling, but I wanted to do more, right? I don't just want to tell stories. I want to tell stories that actually have an impact. Yes, I'm a millennial. I'm 100%. I want to make an impact. Like, that's the thing that if I can achieve that, then I can die happy, right? It, it's, it doesn't matter how much money I've made. It doesn't matter how many things I've gained. It doesn't matter... Even how successful my business is on its own, it's all about how do I how do I take all of that success and make it worth something to somebody else other than just myself. And, and that's where I've really designed my business around coming into a company, understanding where they're at, what their challenges are, what, you know, the roadblocks that are stopping them from getting to the future that they want to get to. And then we design video systems to help them get there. Uh, so it's never just, you know, a one video kind of a thing. It's really... We're looking at processes, right? This is the business side of things. We're we're diving in to say, you know, what do you do when you get a a lead? How does a lead find you? Why are they finding you? What are you doing organically? We always cut this up into offensive marketing. You know, these are the things like ads, um, what you're doing on social media organically, and then you have defensive marketing. And this is the stuff that, you know, when people find you and they start engaging with you in a business standpoint, this is the the material. These are more really long-term video assets that, you know, shorten your process, they make it more efficient, they improve your close rate. So all of the things that businesses really need, that's what we do, but we help them do it in a very creative way that captures who they are, their brand, so they're continually growing their perception and their market as an authority, as somebody that people want to reach out to and do business with. So that's my business in a nutshell, but it's always evolving too, right? Uh, you know, another tip for entrepreneurs is don't get so stuck on one thing that you don't see a future opportunity and, and jump on it. What do you find
0: are some of the, um, the kind of mistakes that some um, businesses make when trying to implement video to tell their story?
1: Uh, number one is, especially when they're coming to hire me is they want to focus first on the offensive marketing content. So that organic social and, um, ads, things like that, like, you know, Facebook ads, Instagram ads, that's what they're used to seeing more often than not. And so they think, you know, to really do this right, I need to have an ad. Yeah. We would love for you to have an ad, but it is, you know, 15, 20% of the picture. The first thing you really want to make sure works is your defense. Because you can do organic stuff all day long, even outside of video, right? Like there's so many different ways you can let people know who you are and what you do and what you offer. So what you really want to do is you want to make sure that as soon as somebody becomes aware of you, what is your process to onboard them? What's your process to, you know, turn them from a cold lead to a warm lead? What do you do once they're a warm lead to get them to buy? How long is that process? All of that has to be first and foremost good to go. Once you know the defense works, right, and you you can measure this doing, you know, any way you want to really, but, you know, some of the ways that my clients do this is they'll look at website conversion rates because no matter where they're at in, in the customer journey, they're always directing people back to a webpage. And so then they can say, okay, of the, you know, 100 people who visited the website this month, uh, 70 of them were return visitors, right? So we're we're counting these as warm leads. They're a little bit more important now. Uh, 30 scheduled consultations. Of those 30, 10 actually bought. Um, So we're looking at like a 33% conversion rate. And then, you know, you start to measure that as a company to say, well, is that good? How much time does it take you to put them through that process? If that's not good, then let's focus there first and figure out, okay, how do we leverage video to warm people up? make them want to close quicker you know what are objections you have when people don't close right like what are they doing are they saying oh we're going to a competitor because they're cheaper or, we're going to do it ourselves because we have somebody uh, in house so you start thinking about well how do i position this so that it's upfront? so that when we get to the end there one we probably don't have those same people in our pipeline anymore because we weeded them out at the very beginning and two when they get there if they were going to think that We've already crushed that objection and told them why they shouldn't, you know, go to a competitor who's cheaper Are why they shouldn't do it on their own. So those are the types of things that I think, from a video standpoint, when you're looking at long-term video assets, this is where companies really make the first mistake. They throw a lot of money at producing the ad and then in the ad budget, and then they wonder why, oh, you know, we didn't increase any conversion. Well, it's probably not the ad on the front end. It's probably the process on the back end that's the real issue. That's awesome.
0: Um, Andrew, if somebody's listening to this and they want more information on Feral Flix or to connect with you, what's the best way for them to reach out and get that info?
1: Yeah, 100%. You guys should um, follow me on LinkedIn or connect with me, uh, open to either. That's my, my main jam. That's where all my friends and family and peers and mentors and all of us are and it's just the it's the community really so all the things that i'm i've shared today plus you know everything else that i've got in my head and all the things that i'm learning as i go through the process i share there so that's the place to get all of the free you know dumbledore with text information uh when you're ready or you're you're thinking about you know stepping it up and bringing in some professionals to really make sure that you know your video system and you know crush whatever challenge you're having at the moment that's when you can reach out and really, I mean, you can reach out directly, but you can go check out the website. Um, that's Feral Flicks. feral like the cat flicks, like Netflix, put them together, feralflix.com. And you can get more information there. You can see some of my video assets that I've used, I've created and used even for myself and those that I've done with my clients as well. And you'll have more information on that page on how to reach out to me as well. Perfect. Well, hey, Andrew, really
0: appreciate you coming on the show today and sharing more about your background and your path and all the great work you're now doing over at Feral uh, And to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. I hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Um, leave me a review on the Apple iTunes store. Uh, share it with your friends and family. I mean, do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And, Andrew, thanks again for coming on the show.